Take your seats. Isaiah, I want you to keep that same expectation. This entire prophetic word. Isaiah 55 and 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it I want to preach a message this afternoon make it rain make it rain be seated please There is a revelation that we're building upon as a, as, a, as a foundational piece of this series. This past Sunday, this past Tuesday, Wednesday rather, we have been aligning ourselves with this truth that everything begins with the seed. If you're taking notes today and you, if you haven't written that down yet in this series, I want you to write it down. As a matter of fact, write it down again. Everything begins with the seed. Everything begins with the seed. You begin as a seed. God's purpose for your life begins in seed form. Everything that God has destined to happen in your life begins with the seed. We learned last Sunday that our seed, according to Genesis chapter 3, that our seed has the ability through the power of God to defeat our enemy. We found that last week that when we engage our seed, our enemy becomes defeated. That our seed is a weapon of war. We talked about last week that our seed is not just money. We talked about how our seed is our time. Our seed is our talent. And our seed is our treasure. We have seed that God has demanded for us to begin to sow. And when we grab a hold of it, we'll begin to see the manifestation of what God has called for us to do. Thank you. Uh, we, we found out, if you check in our text today in Isaiah 55, verse 10, it's going to show us God as a sower. God as a sower. Uh, mankind uh, it's not the only one that sows. We talked about how in Genesis 3 last week, we talked about how Satan or the serpent sowed. And that in Genesis 3, the serpent began to sow thoughts into the mind of Eve. That, that literally began to pull her purpose and her destiny apart because of the enemy sowing. But God himself is a sower as well. Let's go to Isaiah 55 and 10. Bible says... Again, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and bring forth and bud that it may give what? He gives seed to the sower and bread 
to the eater. Look at this. Uh, the first part of verse 11. So shall my word be. Let's back up. God is comparing his word to this situation we see in verse 10. That his word does the same thing. That when his word is properly handled as a seed, you find out that when the rain comes down and the snow comes from heaven, it does not return there. God's word always works. Always works. Um, the, the word the word allows us, as we see from this text, it brings out two things I want to give you today that I want you to write down. Here's the first thing I want you to write down, that God's word is worth depending upon because of its consistency. I want you to write that down. God's word is worth depending upon because of its consistency. How many of you know we live, we live in, in, uns, in an uncertain society? There's not a whole lot of things we can necessarily depend upon. Prices rise, prices come down. People shift, people change. But what we see here concerning God's word is it says what it was designed to do is going to actually do what it was designed to do. How he particularly made it is going to actually perform the way it's supposed to perform. And what is his word supposed to do? His word is supposed to produce. Produce. So the word of God is more than a devotion activity. The word of God is more than a check off the list. The word of God begins to create production in my life. Productivity in my life. And if I want to become more productive in life, I've got to grab a hold of the word. Somebody say the word the word i've got to i've got to grab a hold of the word if i want to see greater productivity in my life he says so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth and it shall not return void it will not return. It's not coming back to me. Whatever I said, I'm going to actually do it. Whatever I spoke is going to come to pass. Whatever I do, I'm going to do it. Now listen to me. Many of us have not seen the release of our harvest to our lives because we've never attached a promise to it. We, we've become, and this is what I want to break off of you. I want to break off of you blind sowing. I might not know where my harvest is coming from. I may not know who it's coming from. But what I know is it's coming. Somebody say it's coming. And, 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 and the way that I know it is because the scriptures have told me so. So in order for me to be able to put a demand on my harvest, I've got to attach a promise to it. No promise, limited harvest. Some stuff you'll get because the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So, so you, can, you, can, you, can, you cannot be a believer and uh, a little bit of a blessing to trickle on you. But I don't want a trickle of a blessing. I, I, maybe I'm by myself. I don't want a trickle of a blessing. I need the overflow. I need a downpour. I need the heavens to open over my life and pour down exactly what belongs to me. I'm going to find me a promise. If, if the promises, if, if, if the harvest is not working for you, if you're sick in your body, 
which you know the harvest of God for your life is that you walk in healing. So if, you, if, you, if you're sick, then, then that means we got a harvest problem. And, and if we got a harvest problem, it, it, could, it could mean that we have a sowing problem. And it may not be that I did not sow. It just may mean that I didn't sow with a promise attached to it. That, 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 that the only thing that does not return to him void is not just whatever you sow. It's his word. And when you work the word, I know y'all. When you work the word, see, see, listen to me. You can't come here today, and I told you before, I'll tell you again. And get a good message from me and be like, my God, Apostle Preach. I mean, Jesus. The man, you, 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 you can do that and go home and you won't get nothing. It's the word you work that works for you. <laughs> if you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes, it's the word you work that works for you. If you don't work the word, it doesn't work for you. You've got to actually get that thing in your hand and decree a thing over your life. And it's going to bring back what it should bring. Bible said, just like the rain, just like the snow and how it waters the ground, so shall my word be. So shall my word be. So I've got to work the word. Work the word. Why, why am I not seeing? Why am I not seeing promise? I haven't worked the promise. I received it one day. I read a scripture and got a revelation, but I didn't work it. I never returned back to it a day in my life. We get that stuff. We get prophetic words and we put them on the on the on the uh, on the shelf and say, "Oh, that's going to happen." Or we get revelation out of the word and we'll say, "Well, we'll wait for that to happen." But listen, the word that you're just waiting on is the word you'll never see. Did you hear what I said to you? There's some things that are sovereign. Don't get me wrong. There's some things that are just sovereign. It don't have nothing to do with you. God's going to do it. It's, it's just things that are sovereign. There are some things. But most things that you experience in your life is going to be dependent upon your defense of that promise. How you work the word. I need you to look at somebody next to you that look like they're sick of me already and tell them you got to actually do something. See, see, that's the problem. You're, what kind of farmer do you know that doesn't want to do anything but just plant a seed and walk away? What kind of farmer, when you begin to study, uh, you begin to study sowing and reaping and, and the harvest, you understand that you have to get into a place where you begin to actually work whatever ground that that is. So why do we have an example in the world that most Christians, when people look at us, can I be honest with you today? I asked you, could I be honest with you today? We become the laughing stock of America. Because we told in our Bibles, we go into church, but we have no fulfillment. <laughs> we shout. We dance, but we don't have any prophetic fulfillment. Can I tell you what it is? Laziness. <laughs> Y'all was all with me when I hollered this harvest time. But as soon as I start talking about working, I mean the hush, a holy hush came over this building. I mean, it's just silent before the Lord now. Why? Because we think all we got to do is reach up and grab it. <laughs> Name it and grab blab it. Tell somebody, here's what happened. And I'm with all the confession, but after you leave out of here, if you don't work that confession, 
You ain't getting no harvest. All you did was reach up for nothing because ain't nothing coming until you work it. Okay? That's why some of us have lost jobs that we had because you don't want work. And I'm going to tell you, what you do in the natural always transfer to what you do in the spirit. If you don't want to work in the natural, baby, you don't want to work in the spirit, and you can't skip laws. Work is work. Boy, you preaching. I said you can't skip laws. Work is work. I'm not preaching a works gospel to you. I'm telling you that faith without works or action, maybe that's a better word for you, faith without action is dead. So here comes prophetic promise. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z for you. Most Christians, ooh, that just really encouraged me for that five minutes. I'm just, <laughs> God's going to do it. And then tomorrow when you wake up in the morning, when discouragement hits you, do we acquiesce? And do we sit back and be like, oh, it must have been hype at church. I mean, it must have not really been God. Apostles just like, so, you know, it's just energy moving in the room. It's not really God. And, and you know, it's just everybody and all of our energy moving. God must have not really been saying anything. So the enemy convinces you out of your word. I'm going to get to it in a minute. He convinces you out of your word. Sherman, don't rush yourself. Uh, because, I, I'll say this real quick. Because of circumstances. He convinces you out of your word. And so when God is saying, I'm about to cause for the rain to come in your life. I'm about to cause for the harvest to come. You've got to leave out of here. Let me give you a lesson, church, because I'm not raising no punks in the gospel. I want to raise up a family of soldiers. What you do when you get out of here is that you take your notes from these messages and you rehearse it. You go back. And you listen again. You think we just got all these downloads and available stuff for you just because? Download the app. Listen to it again. Take your notes. Make an application plan. Write it down. I don't have, write it down. I said make an application plan. How will I apply what I have heard? What things that have come out of the mouth of the prophet is connected to what God wants to do in my life? What things is this for for me? When God is speaking to you in these moments, and don't do like a lot of Christians have done. I've been in church 37 years. That means almost all my life. Hey, listen to me. I've been, in, I've been in church my entire life, and let me, I, people got notebooks full. But what will you apply? Right? So when you're driving in your car, instead of turning on X, Y, and Z, get in the car, get the word on. Put that word on, start confessing it. Start saying what God said. You go back to Isaiah 55 this week and every single day, because whatever God is saying to the house, he's saying to us individually. Oh my God, I wish I could help somebody. Whatever God is saying to the house, he's saying to us individually. So if God is saying to the house, it's harvest time, he's going to do that. You ought to wake up in the morning on the way to work. You ought to listen to, read Isaiah 55 and start saying, oh, it's raining. Oh, oh, God is pouring down. Oh, oh, it's harvest time. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what my family says. I believe God. I'm going to sit here for a minute because I told you, I told you that we're here on Wednesday. On Wednesday, I, a spirit of discouragement hit me out of nowhere. 
all of a sudden, I was sitting recording for our show, and I mean, and, and my family was there. My family was like, are you okay? I'm like, I am not okay. I just want to, I'm sick of it all. I just get, literally, just all of a sudden, I was like, no, I don't want to do it no more. I'm just so sick of this. I'm sick of that. I mean, I just don't know. And they're like, huh? What's wrong with you? I mean, there, there was a spirit that came over me, and I didn't get it until I got to the house of God Wednesday night. And, and when I got to the house of God Wednesday night, I got into the presence of the Lord. That's why the, the gathering of the believers are so important. You understand this? You can say you can get this at home if you want to. But I'm not listening. You can get this at home. We're not at your house. I'm not at your house. There's a special anointing on the house. Get your neighbor say, be consistent in the house. So I got to the house of God. Because I realize I'm not just a giver, but I'm a receiver. I never just come to the house of God to give out. So we went in corporate prayer and the intercessors began to pray. And I begin to weep before the Lord because in the midst of it, the Lord said the enemy tried to steal your harvest sermon. While we were worshiping and we were praising God in the midst of corporate prayer, he said that spirit of discouragement was an enemy sent to try to steal this word from you. And right there in the midst of intercession, I begin to decree and declare my promises before God. I begin to say what he said to me as the prophets begin to prophesy. And as we went into the worship experience, I begin to decree what God said until that sick spirit had to come out for me until discouragement had to live. I stuck in there until that devil that was sent was listen to me. The arrow might be formed, but it doesn't have to prosper. You got to get you a promise. I preached until times got better Wednesday. And y'all might, and I told her, I don't care if nobody else get blessed by this. I'm going to scream, holler, run, spit, throw towels. I almost took my shoes off. And I'm going to preach until breakthrough comes for me. What word, what word are you prom- working? What promise are you working? Am I helping you today? What promise are you working? He said, he said listen, you can depend on the word because the word is consistent. This is what's not consistent. Your family's opinion. That's what you can't depend on. Because you'll bust a move and change something because your family member said it. And then after you change it, they change their mind. They want you to do something. That, y'all. <laughs> like you, you, you could change your whole destiny and make a decision. Oh, I'm not going to do ministry. Oh, it takes too much. It takes too much time. I'm not going to do ministry. And then you quit something that God told you to do. And then after that, they're talking about, why are you sitting at home all the time? Well, you, I mean, what are you doing with your life? I don't understand. What you are. I'm telling you, you cannot, y'all don't want to hear You cannot lean on inconsistent people. But I can tell you who you can lean on. He is the rock of God Almighty. He is the Lord. My God, and listen to me, the gates of hell cannot prevail against the revelation of Jesus Christ as the rock of our salvation. Somebody look at somebody and say, he's the rock, he's the rock. I can depend on him. He's consistent. He, he is consistent. And not only that, if I, if, I, if I partner with him, he always produces. I know I said it before. I'm just going to keep saying it until you get it. He always produces. So if something's not producing, something's out of alignment. No, God didn't lie. 
No, could it be that you forgot the work you had to do? So when he prophesied to you, you would be a, have a six-figure income, did you change anything about your budget? No, because you thought he was just going to grace that. When he told you you were going to get married, your spouse was coming. Did you stop touching yourself at night? What, what did you do to go learn to, 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 to end your habits? Y'all, 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 okay, okay, okay. When, 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 when God said, I'm going to give you a job and you're going to be employed, did you start working on your resume to make sure it was the best resume you could turn? When God told you he was going to call you to a specific area and he was going to switch your field and he was going to take you from teaching to social work, did you start studying social work? Did you start finding out what it looks like? Did you start investigating what it looks like? No. Most of us sat there and waited on the word to happen but did not, well, you preaching boy, did not work nothing. I'm not going to be the prophet that prophesies to you and just makes you feel good. I'm going to be the one that helps you get your promise. I'm not going to be the one that gets you all amped about this and that. I'm going to be the one that actually helps you in a hold of it. If you're sick of the communication in your family and y'all tired of cussing and fussing, I know you in here. There's about a hundred cussers up in here. I see you strong. Yeah, you cuss, 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 cuss. Oh my God. You cuss, 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 cuss. Just cuss, cuss, cuss. And if you're sick of the profanity in your house, what are you going to begin to do about your mouth? Are you going to begin to discipline yourself? Are you on God? to overstep you and come and switch your household. No, he's looking for you to work the promise. Let me move. He said, listen, he said, verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void. But it shall, look at this. God, this is messing with me. I read this a thousand times, but I'm telling you, today that thing, that thing wrecked me. As I've been studying this thing, he said, it shall accomplish whatever. Look at this, though. I please. I please. Some of us, the reason why you're not getting manifestation because you're not praying what pleases him. You're praying your goals that may not be his goals. I know y'all hashtag goals all day to all these wicked couples online that you think is cute but ain't saved for a dime. Hashtag goals. I see y'all watching y'all liking stuff of people behind all out online. Don't like, do you know people can see what you like out there? I don't know if y'all know that. Uh, you're liking all kinds of stuff. Putting your influence out there. And listen to me. You got to do what pleases him. So if I don't know his design, then I'm not going to have fulfillment. You can't make God do what you want to do. There's a spirit of control in here. Some of y'all have been trying to control God. And I'm going to tell you, you can't make God do what you want him to do. You got to align with what he wants. Y'all ain't saying that. How many of y'all ever watched Coming to America? 
How many of you, you know, remember, remember the young lady, the, the bride to be? She said, whatever you like, whatever you like, whatever you like. Yeah. I'm telling you, that has to be your mindset in the kingdom. When you talk to God, you ought to get in prayer. And before you ask him for anything, you ought to come in and say, whatever you like, whatever you like, whatever you like. You know, he asks you what you want to eat, whatever you like. Where you want to go, whatever you like. Look at somebody say, whatever he likes. You gotta align yourself with what he wants. I feel his glory now. You gotta align yourself with what the man wants. Trump's trying to force God's hand and find out what he wants and work that word. Yeah. It shall accomplish what I please. But look at this part. It shall prosper. <laughs> it shall prosper. I studied that word, and when I found out, Coletta, is I found out the word is, is toslek, and this is what it means. It means to break out. To come mightily, to go over, to be profitable, to cause effect. I want to prophesy to at least 50 of you in here today that when you begin to work the word of God, you're about to experience the breakout of God in your life. Y'all have mercy. You're about to see God break out on the left and break out on the right. I'm telling you, you're going to see the hand of God move for you. It's not going to return to him void, but it's going to accomplish what he's saying. It's about to prosper. It's about to break out. I wish somebody just half out somebody say, break out, baby. Break out, 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 break out. I'm going to cause for the greatest breakout that you have ever. I know you want to break through, but I hear God say, break out, break out. Y'all, I'm about to stretch you from the left to the right I'm about to break out I'm about to break out for you <laughs> it will do what I sent it to do yeah. your see work best with the promise listen to me I feel God, I want my pastors to come swiftly. I, I, want, I want you to understand something. That God, God is about to, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm telling you, and, and there's people who y'all have been sending me all kind of testimonies, so some of you are experiencing it right now. But I'm telling you, we, we, I'm not hyping you in some series. I, prom I don't have time for that. You understand that? I want to actually see people lay hold of things. You understand that? I don't want to be the church that five years from now, we stuck in the same place. Are you understanding that? I, and not, not as a corporate man, because a corporate man going to move. But I'm talking about as you as individuals. I don't want you stuck in some place and not accomplishing what God wanted you to accomplish. I am rooting for your success. I am rooting rooting for your development. I am rooting for your harvest. I am praying. I am weeping. I am interceding for you to receive what God wants you to receive. I refuse to go by myself, but I want to take everything connected to my anointing straight to the top. I wish you would point your finger up in the sky and say, up, up and away! We're about to go where no man has gone before. We're about to go to places that you have only read about and you have only heard of. God is about to fulfill his word in your life. But you've got to work the word. You've got to understand that God plans to begin to transform your thinking. He wants to transform your mouth. He wants to transform your life and to bring to you what belongs to you. I wish you to say, I'll take it, I'll take it out. Listen to me. Listen to me. About two Baha'i, I send it. I feel the rain. Woo! 
I feel the rain and I'm telling you I'm telling you harvest is here if you work the word now listen now listen you got to work the word but if you work the word harvest is coming and I heard the Lord say it's going to be swift manifestation that's what I heard him say that as you work it's a high level moment in the house right now and if you begin to work this prophetic word you got to work it right in time and in seat and if you begin to work it I'm telling you he's going to release it to you lift your hands Brittany Brittany lift your hands not one property but three the Lord says surely I will do what I said that I would do for I have made you one that I will begin to move my resources through and I will begin to transform your thinking I will begin to transform your mind and you shall walk at the level of anointing that I once spoke of and you shall teach you shall preach my word and you shall encourage and you shall lift up I am not a man that I shall lie or the son of man that I shall repent it is so said the Lord now listen give me my money open that I'm going to do a prophetic act that we're actually doing across the country. And uh, I want all of you to take one of these asset money down. Somebody say, make it rain. Somebody say, make it rain. Uh, somebody say, make it rain. Make it rain. Come on, say, make it rain. Come on, say, make it rain. Come on, say it again, make it rain. Come on, say, make it rain. This is it. So listen to me. This is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to spread out. Go and do it fast. Down each aisle. I'm going to do a prophetic act. I'm going to do a prophetic act. And as a sign to you of what God is about to do in your life, we as the pastors of this movement are y'all down there back in that back section? What we're about to do is that we're about to release a prophetic sign to you. He said, now whatever falls next to you is yours. This ain't, we're not trying to give it to you to give it to offering, but I, I want to help you to realize that God's about to reign in your life. I, it's a prophetic act to help you understand that the seed is about to come to you. Oh my God. That, that the release of God is about to be released to your life. And what God said over you, is about to come to you. And God is about to blow your mind. This, and if you study scripture, you saw over and over and over, God told the prophets to do prophetic acts. And I'm telling you today that this is a sign to you that God is about to cause for seed to come to the sower. Oh, I said seed is about to come to the sower. If you're a sower in mind and in spirit, I'm telling you seed is about to be released to your life. I prophesy over you that everything is shifting that God is bringing you into his prosperous place you're moving into the breakout of God the breakout of God the breakout of God the breakout of God come on pastors to start throwing that money in Jesus name 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 in Jesus name, in Jesus name. I release I release it. I release it. I release it. 
I release it. I release it. See to the sower. I said, 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 see to the sower. It's coming. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's harvest time. 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 See to the sower. Come on, praise him, church. Praise him for it now. Put your praise on it. 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 Sit down for a minute. Listen. Listen, I want to get your Bible again. I'm not done. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse 1. The Living Bible. Look at this. It says, verse 1 says, give. That's not the beginning of the scripture. I need verse 1. That's part B. I need first part. I'll read it. 11 verse 1 says, Give generously, for your gifts will return to you later. The second part says, Divide your gifts among many, for in the days ahead, you yourself, you yourself may need much help. I need you to understand this. He says, give generously. We're not just talking money. We're not just talking time. We're not just, uh, we're talking treasure as well. We're talking about give. Somebody say generously. you got to get as much seed in your hand that you could possibly get in your hand in this season. And you need to plant that seed. Look at what the Bible says. Divide your gifts among many. Find as many places as you can. Plant your time. Plant your treasure. Plant your talents. Find you in many places as you can. Find as many places as you can. And when you divide your gifts among many, for in the days ahead, you yourself will need much help. If you want help to come to you, you've got to expand help yourself. If you want help to come in your life, you got to release help to those around you. If you want help to come to you, you've got to press in to help. Look at this. It says... When the clouds are heavy, good God Almighty, and the rains come down, when a tree falls, whether north or south, south or, uh, south or north, the die is cast, for there it lies. Here's verse 4. If you wait for perfect conditions, leave that up there. If you wait for perfect conditions, you will never you look at this, y'all. You will never 
get anything done. The reason why I wanted to show you this is because many of you have been waiting to pursue your harvest because you've been waiting for perfect conditions. If when, when, I, when, I, when I get my money together, when I, when I get my family together, when, when this storm is not there, or if I get a bit more of my time, but I heard the Lord say to tell you today that no longer should you wait for perfect conditions. For the Lord wanted you to understand that the best time to sow is in the midst of a storm. Oh, I said the best time to sow is in the midst of a storm. A storm is when the rain comes. And when the storm comes, it is the best time to express your faith. It is easy to believe when things are going well. It is easy to believe when everything is looking pretty. But it really shows your faith when everything is going topsy-turvy. When everybody has lost their mind. It takes a whole nother level of faith to sow in the midst of the storm. And I want to prophesy to somebody, God's going to move your faith from being dependent upon conditions and he's going to move you into the manifestation of his word in your life. Stop waiting for perfect conditions, but it's time to sow. Sow now. Sow as much as you can. Sow in as many places as you can. I want you just to lift your hands right now and begin to submit your life to God as a sower. Open your mouth right now and begin to tell him, God, I want to be a sower. I am a sower. I'm 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 sowing my time. I'm sowing my treasures. I'm sowing my talent. I'm not waiting for perfect conditions anymore. I'm going to go start that business now. I'm going to go start that thing now. I'm going to begin to make that move in my family now. I'm going to begin to shift things now. I'm not going to wait for perfect conditions. For perfect conditions will never come. I thank you, Lord, that you're pushing us as a people and you're pushing us as individuals to receive the rain, to receive the rain, to receive the rain. We receive the rain today. God. We receive the rain. I feel the refreshing of God in this room right now. If I were you, I would lift my hands and begin to worship God. Receive the refreshing. Receive the refreshing. Receive the refreshing. He's refreshing your entire life. He's making it rain. Come on, worship him, church. Don't, don't lose the worship. Come on. Worship him. 